Thanks for joining us for this podcast. I invite you to visit our website, churchatwellington.com, where you can find more information. If you're in the Little Rock area, our church is located just off Chanel Parkway on Wellington Village Road. We would love to meet you and have you come to worship with us. Enjoy this message. You ever been double-dogged, dared to do something? All right, three of us in the room have a clue what I'm talking about. Thank you. Four, three, see five. A double dog dare was the ultimate dare for a kid. I dare you to do this. I dare you to step across that line. I dare you to touch this. I dare you to go lick that battery. Morgan's not here, but I dared her to stick a 9-volt battery to her braces one time. She wasn't so sure, so I double dog dared her. She did. She now has that salt experience. You've never licked a 9-volt battery. Find a weak one, kids. Unless I said that after the children are gone. But if you really, really wanted somebody to do something, you double-dog dared them to do it. We've got a theme for our year, and that is simply believe. It is going to take on many facets should the Lord tarry his return every month. There will be a different um, take on this concept of believing or believe. Our, our uh, foundational verse for the entire year is going to be found in Mark chapter 9, verse number 23. We'll cover that here in just a few moments, but it's going to be believe. This year, or, excuse me, this month... Um, This time of prayer and fasting, emphasis on the prayer, but including fasting, is going to be dare to believe. Dare to believe. You'll see things changing up here on the platform over the next week or so. Um, We're getting there. Just happens. But if I probably would have done this right, I would have said, Kathy, I double dog dare you to believe. I, I believe church, that the church is weak for one reason, we don't believe enough. We need to exercise the faith that has already been portioned out to us, but it's not simply repeating a phrase over and over again. I had a friend that said he went out into the woods he wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and he sat on a rock, and he had read in a particular book that there was a certain phrase that you should say, and he said that phrase over and over again uh, until it all started running together, and he came back, and he said, I was filled with the Holy Spirit out on a rock. I said, dude, I don't think that's the way it works. Repeating a phrase, even like I believe over and over again, may kind of booster your emotions a little bit, but it does not increase the foundation of your faith or foundation of your belief. Over the next three weeks, it is our opinion that God is speaking to this church to increase your faith, to increase your belief. I believe that we sell God so short But how do we get there? Our job is to lead you into that place, not push you, but to lead you. How are we going to do that? Starting today at the end of service, we will 
conclude our service with the taking of communion. That will officially begin our 21 complete days of fasting and prayer. How do you join in? The word fast literally means to close your mouth. Don't take anything in. That said, there's so many different examples in the Bible without any strict guidelines to go by other than the expectation of a continued personal fast. There are times of corporate fasting that are called upon during certain circumstances. But fasting and praying, fasting and praying always go together, guys. I, sometimes I'll use the word fast, sometimes pray, but those two concepts always go together. You, you don't fast without praying, otherwise you're just missing whatever. Sometimes you see fasting in the Bible as such as, I'm not going to put any meat in my mouth. So it's just a soup, or sometimes it's, it's uh, no solid foods, it's just liquid. Sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that. There's not a particular way that is mandated in the Scripture that you have to participate in a fast. I will say this, though. Some of you guys have sold yourself short in the discipline. I can't do that. I remember the first time that a few of us sat around here, Pastor, and we talked about the concept of a fast. And we wondered how long could that, up, up until a few years ago, I know Deborah was here, uh, a few years ago, the longest I'd ever fast was just a few days. And the first time I fasted three days, I thought I was going to die. You do not keep this girlish figure by missing too many meals. That's just the facts. You cannot stay fluffed up by not eating. Took my glasses off so I can't see who's laughing. There, now I see your faces. Saw that. Who's that guy with you there, Miriam? I don't recognize you, uh, Eddie, without the, without the beard and stuff. Looks smooth, though, man. We sell ourselves short. But the concept is simply this, Participate. Brother Perry and I have an expectation that every single one of you will participate. All of us will probably participate in a little different manner. Some of you go the next 21 days without putting any solid food in your mouth. That just, just so you'll know, that is my plan. Some of you, for medical reasons, cannot do that. Some of you, for work-related reasons, cannot do that. Just the way it is. I'll put this little disclaimer on this. Uh, Melanie's birthday is Wednesday. And, and we are going to celebrate, and the Jackson family celebrations always include food. So for one meal in the next 21 days, our plan is, uh, because celebrating with Mel, um, outside of that, just so you'll know, guys, this is not something we're pushing you guys to do without participating ourselves. The important part is to be serious about this. This is a serious thing. Every evening from 6 to 7, except on Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, the sanctuary will be opened up um, to come and pray. It's not going to be a worship service. It's not going to be a devotional and prayer. It's simply going to be an hour of prayer time. Um, if you're coming, the door over on this side, the office side of the building, will be the one to come into. 
um, just for safety and security reasons. We don't want all the, the doors opened up, especially on an off night in the evening. So um, come over to these two doors over here on this side. You'll be able to come in, come in, and there will be um, probably a little paper of some sort. There is going to be a theme for every day of this fast. Um, it is going to be published on our website. It's going to be pushed out on our social media sites. For those of you who do not do um, social media and, and, or you prefer a piece of paper, um, there is a print version of it. I printed it in a 14 font, not to offend anyone, but because it's easier to read for some of you. Some of you who like to read in a 9 font, I'll send you the file. You can change it yourself. I've got a few of those already printed up here after service. If you want to pick those up, these cover just the first week. Right now, there's seven days. There's a there's a short devotion. There's going to be videos that are pushed out that Pastor Perry and I will be doing. Those will be put out. Here's what I would like you to do. Here's what we would like you to do. We would like you to make use of them. They are tools. The videos are going to be a little bit different. They'll be the same theme for the day, but they'll be a little bit different from the written devotion. Um, we'd like you to make use of those. Take notes, write things down, whatever, whatever. Pray about it, but also share it. Can I get an amen for sharing things on internet? Can I get an amen for sharing things by handing people a piece of paper or calling someone? And so you know what our church is, is uh, um, praying about today? You know what's going to happen? All right. And share with them. Put it where people at work around you will find it. Ooh, what's that? I do not believe in tooting your own horn, but there is an old say, a saying that says, he that tooteth not his own horn, the same shall not be tooted. I had a youth pastor, excuse me, a, an associate pastor from a, a Baptist church call me. He's, he's a buddy of mine. He called me and then he texted me the other day. He said, um, I need prayer for my sons. Are you guys going to be fasting this year? I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got it coming up. Starts Sunday. He said, would it be okay if I joined along with you? And I, start, I, I told him at first, because we're, we're, we're pretty close, I told him at first, I said, no, this is a closed prayer session. Um, it is for Pentecostals only. <laughs> of course, I was kidding. But at the same time, it is the same, same young man who has had many questions about being filled with the Holy Spirit. It'll rock his world. Listen, guys, this is not just a... I, over the process of the next three weeks, should the Lord tell you, the next three weeks, I will make, I will crack jokes about food because that's just how I'm wired up. But fasting is serious business. Um, okay, let me make sure I covered everything. So uh, Wednesday nights, our Bible study will be about prayer, and then we'll have 30 minutes of prayer on Wednesday nights, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, an hour of prayer from 6 to 7. Wednesday nights will be 7 to 8. Um, the kids' groups are still going to meet. They're going to have just a short, uh, um, some type of a lesson based on their age level about prayer. Um, there's going to be written. There's going to be the videos. Um, I think you get it, right? We start today at noon at the taking of communion at the end of service, and the fast will be concluding on the 27th. That's uh, 21 days um, from now, 21 full days, and we will break the fast together again with communion on the 27th. Um, that Sunday will be Miracle Sunday. Here's uh, what uh, Pastor and I have discussed. I don't want you, we don't want you to wait 
for three weeks to get a miracle. You know what that reminds me of? Well, after we talked about that, and, and I walked away, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Pharaoh. There's frogs all over the place. Moses comes in and says, when, when do you want me to pray to, to stop the frogs? And he, goes, he goes, this paraphrase, tomorrow. If you're a preacher, you have to have at least one sermon in your repertoire called One More Night with the Frogs or some similar thing. Like that. Why would you want to wait? I don't understand Pharaoh's request. Do it tomorrow. Pray that the frogs would all leave tomorrow. They're in their pans. They're in their beds. They're in their houses. They're everywhere. Oh, yeah, we're okay one more night with that. Don't wait until the 27th for a miracle, but miracles are going to happen in this place on the 27th. We would also like to include testimony of the miracles that already already have happened. Prayer is already changing things around here. Friends of Brock and Megan's on New Year's Eve. He lives out outside, right outside of Maumel. He was taking a walk. He got hit by a car. Um, many things could have gone really, really bad. He was hurt pretty bad, but he's alive. Why? Because God. Because of God. There is no other explanation. Those, those stories right there can go over and over and over and over and over again. God is doing things amongst us, and we have just begun. Let me take you to a, to a passage here in Mark chapter 9. Um, there's a whole story. You're going to hear a whole lot more about this over the next three weeks. But let me cover some of the highlights today, and then we're going to, uh, um, we're going to take a time to pray. We're going to move really quick through this. Um, beginning in verse number 14, the disciples, excuse me, when he came to the disciples, he saw a multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. They're having an argument. He comes up to them immediately when they saw him being Jesus. All the people were greatly amazed, running to him, greeted him. He asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? I will put the word arguing about. Okay, they're, they're having a debate right there. One person from the crowd then in verse number 17 says, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit, and whenever or wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes at the teeth. He becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. Here's Jesus now. Jesus is not a weak man. He's meek and he's mild, but he is not a weak man. He's a man of man's. Check out this response. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long do I have to be with you guys? Ouch. O faithless generation, who's standing there? There's scribes standing there. There's onlookers standing there. There's also his disciples standing there. You guys got no faith. How long do I have to put up with you guys? Bring him here. That's what he said. And I don't believe he said, oh, bring him here. <laughs> bring him here. <laughs> All right, check this out. This is so cool. I wish I had more time to, to, to do this because we could do this for two hours. They brought him to him, verse 20, and uh, when he saw him, when the, the crowd saw Jesus, when the boy saw Jesus, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground. He wallowed, foaming at the mouth. And so Jesus starts a conversation with dad. 
you get this next, next verse? He asks his father, so how long has this been happening? That's just from childhood. He's often thrown himself uh, both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. That's where we get the foundational verse for this whole idea, concept of belief. Immediately, the father of the the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying, deaf, dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said, he's dead. Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. Verse number 28, when he had come to the house, talking about Jesus, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast this out? They had cast out demons before. They've already done miracles. Why couldn't we do this one? Jesus simply gives them a, a very plain, blunt answer. This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. <laughs> wow. Wow. Gentlemen and ladies, there will be things that will be accomplished in the next 21 days that will only be accomplished in your life, in your little circle of influence, if you get serious about praying and fasting. There are things that you are facing in your life that are too big for your, for your if I can say it like this, your little sissy mamby-pamby prayers. Was that too blunt? Church, it's time for us to get serious. We're, we're not, as we used to say, playing patty cake. You ever played patty cake with a little kid? Then you, you don't really understand that. Time to get serious. Our world's in serious trouble. You got some serious issues in your life. Yeah? Why haven't my prayers been answered yet? Because you haven't gotten serious about it yet. Let me show you. Can I show you one more thing? It's really cool. Out of the New King James, which is that's what the, these verses are taken out of, the next slide, here's the theme, verse 923. So Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. But if you take the, the actual the, the wording in the Greek, you, you take that sentence structure apart. Look at this. The Amplified Bible shows it, displays it a little. I'm not saying in the New King James, King James is inaccurate. I'm saying it's just... The, our understanding of it is incomplete. Here's, here's how it looks. Look at this. In the Amplified, I'm going to put them up there side by side there, or actually Barney is. I'm just going to stand here. Jesus said to him, if you can, if you can, remember what the dad had asked him? If you can do anything, have mercy on us. If, you, if there's anything you can do about this, and Jesus responds to him because because. I don't, I don't want to get all crazy with the Greek here, okay? Because that's just not necessary. But, but Greek words are different than our English language. Most of our words are just, that's what they are. Very one-dimensional, very flat, lay on the page. There they are, they stare at you, they mean what they are. But in the Greek, it, 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 just like in, kind of in Spanish, there's, there's different tenses and nuances to words that give you a greater understanding that if you don't take a peek at that every now and then, you won't even get the full understanding. Do you understand what it means? Um, all things are possible to those that believe? Sure, absolutely. 
But it's bigger than that. When Jesus responds to this guy, it's it's not just a statement, um, if you can believe all things are possible. It is a question, what, what do you mean if you can do that? It's, it is a indirect question. Have you ever heard somebody giving advice when it's not been asked for, and they say something like this, well, if you were smart, if you were wise, you would, that's indirect advice. It's an indirect question. In other words, the question is, are you smart or are you stupid? Oh, I can't sit. Oh, the kids are in the other room. That's right. Whew. According to some of our grandchildren, that's the S word. Stupid. The innocence is sweet, isn't it? That's the, that's the worst S word I ever want to hear my grandkids say. There's so many that are worse. Sin. <clears throat> that's another bad S word. It's, Jesus is a bit indignant here. Indirect question to this man, but more so all of these disciples and those who are standing there. What, what do you mean if I can do that? Church, let me tell you something. We have no right to question God's ability. And yet we do it all the time. I don't know if he can do that. I don't know if he can do that. And here I see Jesus saying, what do you mean if? What do you mean if? What do you mean if you... If I, if I have the, the powerful, if I have the strength, if, if I have the authority, the Bible says that all authority is given to him. All authority. There is nothing that Jesus does not have the authority over. That goes from your hangnail to your deadly disease. There is no room for questioning if. The end of that statement, when Jesus says all things are possible for the one who believes, and, and the, the Greek word that is translated believes is really a, a dual word. It doesn't just mean believe, but it means um, to entrust. Church, you've got to understand this. It's not just a matter of, I believe God has the capacity to. It is the, the concept of, I entrust my problem to him. It no longer belongs to me, but it is his. I fully trust him. Jesus God, the Father, is looking down upon you right now, and, and, and he's stretching his arm out, and he's saying this, will you trust me? Will you put your life in my hands? It is somewhat ironic that we put our eternal destiny in his hands, and we can't believe him for the $300 we got to have next week. Hmm, I will stroke my beard because I haven't shaved mine off yet. What does that mean we think about God? 
He can save us, but he can't help us. He can, he can give us eternal life, but, but he ain't got 300 bucks left. 500, 200, buck 50, 8 million, what's the, whatever the number, it doesn't matter. Does he have it or does he not? Can he do it? Can he not? We're going to be taking care of three things in these next three weeks. The first week, we're going to focus in on getting in the position to believe. There's things that are hindering your ability to believe. They just get in your way. A lot of us at our own self, self-inflected stuff. We get in our own way. We're going to put ourselves in a position to believe. Unless we do the prep work, we will never get to the place of entrusting that God's talking about right here in this verse. The second week, we're going to focus in upon the word itself because the Bible says that his word is going to increase our faith. Amen? Shake your head or say, yes, I'm right. Then the third week, it is all out. Oh, no, wait a minute, not all out, call out. We're going to start calling things out. You got to be here on Thursday nights for prayer, kids. (laughs) Some of you have never heard Deborah speak out loud. You get that little girl praying, and she gets she gets loud sometimes. She's intense. Can you believe? In these next three weeks, I double dog dare you to walk down a pathway that will enable you to believe. It is not a simple road. If it, if it was as simple as missing a few meals or giving up your Sunday cartoons, everyone would do it. If you didn't have to practice or didn't have to hurt to run a marathon, everyone would do it. And eh, not everyone. I still hate running. You know why I hate it, though? Because if I run from here to the back door, I'm out of breath. I'm out of condition. If you didn't have to condition to run a marathon, everyone would have a a ribbon hanging on their wall. If you didn't have to prepare yourself to be the conduit by which God does miracles through your prayers and through your hands, if you didn't have to condition yourself to do that, everyone would be doing miracles. It's the way it is. There's a little phrase. I saw this. It's in, you showed up on, it shows up on memes on the internet every now and then. Stuff. This little phrase. It's older than the internet, I'm pretty sure. It says something like this. Everyone wants to eat meat, but very few have the heart to hunt. Think about that. I can't stand. I can't stand to see a little animal die. Let's go have a hamburger. Cows take issue with taking the burger off of them if they're not dead yet. I don't like the process. I don't like the process either. But I like the burger. That should be obvious. Oh, it is. I remember as a little kid, my job as a little boy was to sit on top of the ice cream maker. Some of you young folks, ice cream makers didn't always plug in. I don't know. That's 
It had a handle on there and a crank. If you have not cranked ice cream, you have not earned any ice cream. It is the best ice cream ever. When grandma makes it, pours it in there, my job, she put a towel on top of the, the hand crank and the men would go out on the back porch and the men would take turns turning the crank and Joey would get to sit on top of the ice cream thing. It was cold. You make ice cream with ice and rock salt and somebody got to hold the, the ice cream maker down while you turn the crank. Human paper. I didn't mind, though, because in the end, there was ice cream. And Grandma always saw to it that I got the first bowl of ice cream because I was the one doing all of the work. At least that's how she said it. All I did was sit there, Alan. That was it, man. Need miracles in your life? need life to change? You got family members that need to be right with God and they're not? You got health issues that need to be solved? You need wisdom? Some of those things, kids, only come by prayer and fasting. I'll tell you what, I'll just take the ones that come easily and then, okay, come on. We need a revival in our world. Our world is suffering because the church is weak. And, and uh, be careful what I say now because these are published on the internet. If I say something un, unseemly, y'all, and just clip that out, okay? I'll go ahead and say this. Just get ready. To, there'll be a section here. Look, if all. I shouldn't, I'm going to, the church has a panty waist problem. Remember when Governor Schwarzenegger called, called people economic girly men? Y'all remember that? Oh, he can't, he can't do that. You know, we got a pansy church problem. The church in our world today is afraid to call sin, sin. It's afraid to preach the answer to sin is, is found only in the blood of Jesus Christ. Somewhere we have, we have, because we can't name sin, or I mean, we, we can't point sin out, all of a sudden now we can't even preach grace like it ought to be preached. Because there's not a sin problem, there's no grace problem. And everyone's happy, but everyone goes to hell like that. Can't go to heaven without repentance. There is no repentance without the shedding of blood. We're just about to take communion. Now go ahead if you don't mind. In these next few moments, I want to do two things. I know it is right now exactly 12 o'clock, at least by the big red clock up there. We're going to do two things. Mel's got a song for us that I ask her specifically to sing. During the singing of this song, here's what I would like you to do. I would like you to ask God how you are to participate during the next 21 days of fasting. I double dog dare you to ask him and not come up with your own plan. And then I challenge you to make that commitment just in the next, what was the song, three minutes long, four minutes long? Three minutes long. It's three minutes long. I've just declared the song to be three minutes long. 
Go ahead whenever you want to, Beth. Over these next three minutes, here's your, here's your task. Ask God what you want, he wants you to do and commit to that. Let me pray for you, and then I'm just asking you to sit right where you are and ask God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we need your Holy Spirit to tap us on the heart. You said he would be for us a guide. Father, we need your spirit to guide us in these next few days. Guide us into what you want for us, not what we want for ourselves. Father, over these next few days, we are going to crucify our flesh over and over and over again so that we might gain the things that otherwise cannot be gained, not for our glory, but for yours exclusively. Father, there's issues in our life, issues in our family, issues in our workplace, issues around us, oh God, that are too big for the prayers and the concentrations that we have been giving up before you. Father, we give ourselves to you in a a season of prayer and fasting. Speak to us now in the name of Jesus Christ. listening to our podcast. If you would like to support our church or ministries, visit our website, churchatwellington.com. Click on the donate tab and select the method that works best for you. Again, thanks for listening.